What were you saying? You like the idea of what? I like the idea of knowing that we could like edit. Oh, okay. I like if we, that. If we got a little too crazy or yeah, like, oh, you know, know I'd take that out. Say something that's not appropriate right. or like something that's not right. I like the idea of editing. I love that. Yeah. Me too. And it really, it like, I told my dentist, she was like, oh, this is okay. Here we go. Here comes a permanent. I was like, wow, permanent, huh? That makes me nervous. <laughs> and she was like, why? And I'm like, that's forever. That's and right. She's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, permanent can be good. And I'm like, yeah. But that's why I don't have tattoos, because that's forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me start with uh, thank you for dinner tonight, you know? Thank you for having over for dinner. Uh, qualifiers, uh, he made some steaks, and we're having some some whiskey right now it was steak it was uh what was the little tree things <laughs> broccoli <laughs> broccolini and brussels sprouts fire delicious qualifiers welcome to un talk episode number eight and i have here a very special guest somebody that you guys already know uh if you know me and it's uh george perdomo it's a childhood friend, I would say. That's how I describe you, you know? I describe you as a childhood friend. I know I met you when I was 15, but I still consider me a child up until, I mean, I see somebody that's 15, I see somebody that's 17, 18 years old, I still see them as, as a child to me. A kid. You know? Uh, all the things that you and I have been through um, definitely has made us the men that we are now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're already... You know, we were already drinking a little bit of whiskey qualifiers earlier, too. So, just to get started, get the little heebie-jeebies out. Just to get the, the nerves out. Right, right. So, uh, I actually picked this little bottle up. What is it? Uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Barrel. Barrel Finish Select. There you go. It's, uh, I went to, um, what is it, Wines and More, Total Wines and More. And I was looking at the... 130 foot wall of bourbon, you know, over 500 bottles of bourbon, just up and down. And I was scratching my head and somebody came up to me and said, hey, you look like you're having a hard time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to get something that's uh, that's kind of different. You know, I have a friend that loves bourbon and he likes good stuff. You know, he doesn't like the cheap stuff. Uh, so I wanted to get something that's, you know, pretty good, but it's not going to break the bank either. <laughs> and he's like, well, look, uh, uh, I used to live in Kentucky, so therefore this is one of my favorite whiskeys right here. He's like, I have this in, the, I have this at the house right now, and he picked nice. up the bottle, he gave it to me, and I'm like, okay, well there you go, that's what I'm gonna get. He's like, well you don't have to, you know. I'm like, no, that's what I'm gonna get. I wanted to get something different, and I wanted to get something that's good, and uh, it's good. That's really cool that he even like decided to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, over there in Huntington Beach, it was a older, old, older gentleman there in Huntington Beach. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome, and it's um, it's really good. It you, good. you know more about whiskey than I than I do, so yeah. What's a bourbon? Bourbon. Oh well, there you go. It's good though. It's good. It's not as sweet. Sometimes no, I drink bullet, and that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's why I told him. I I'm like, oh, my friend brings that one, and I pointed at bullet was right there too. I love bullet. Yeah, it was right there. 
this this is a very different uh, UN talk, you know. Uh, like I've explained to you in the in the past, UN talk episodes are really just a free talk episode where we can just chill and talk. And I've been trying to get you to sit down with me forever, you know. And um, it's perfect that it's episode number eight, Kobe. Kobe, you know, Kobe Bryant before twenty four. It's different because you and I grew up together, you know. So I can't sit here and just ask you a bunch of questions. I I feel like I. I, I know you so well, but like I was trying to explain to you earlier pre, pre-recording was that I, I want everybody else that doesn't really know you to get to know you better, you know, to get to know what your, your thoughts and, and ideas are about certain subjects, things, places, whatever, right? Seldom do we get to sit down and really talk for hours, you know, and just talk, really, without interruptions. Yeah. Um, and I showed you the questions in the beginning and you were like, well, you know what? Okay, never mind. Don't show me the questions because the first question qualifiers, the first question I asked them was, where are your ancestors from? And he's like, oh, man, I don't know. He's like, look, I, I, I don't know. So and my explanation to that was, look, I want I want to I wanted to ask you the question just because I want to know what your answer is, you know? Yeah. Because that's a question that I like to ask to everybody. Yeah. Because everybody has a different different answer to it. Some people aren't even, you know. And you are unique. You know, you're Ecuadorian, Salvadorian. Uh, everybody thinks you're Mexican. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Mexican yeah, sometimes. Exactly. You made a little Mexican boy. Yeah, I did. So you're kind of partly Mexican by association. No. And I've been thinking about it since you asked. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, have, like, little hints and things, like, you know that I've heard. I've never done a twenty-three and me, and I wish I have. Mm-hmm. I want to do it one day. I mean, from like if you if you we talk about like, I feel like I know more about my Ecuadorian side, and my ancestors from that side. Yeah. Because we're all so different. We all look very different, and maybe it's because you know what? It's because I know my grandparents. From your Ecuadorian from side, Ecuador, both. From, from your mother's side, both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know my my, my my grandfather from my Salvadorian side, but I feel like when I, I didn't take advantage of the time that I had with him, it was very you know, I was learning myself before I had room in my brain to absorb someone else to think about you know, hey, let me learn about my grandfather and right. what he went through. Yeah. But, like, uh, I know for sure I've asked questions, especially this year I went to Ecuador. You know, I went with a purpose. I went, like, hey, my grandpa's not doing well. I'm going to ask questions. Yeah. I'm going to find out how did we get here? How did you put my mom in a position to be on this earth and then give her the courage to leave Ecuador by herself and come to the United States. Yeah. And I did. I asked a lot of those questions. And what, what did he say? I'm curious to uh, what did he say. Who was the first, uh, I guess, Perdomo to be here? And, oh, Trevino. He, no, Trevino. I'm sorry. That's right. Trevino. Trevino. Um, that's, uh, that's his mother's maiden, uh, maiden, maiden last name. Diana put it together. She, we got them, um, we booked a hotel by the beach, and we got my grandpa and my grandma out of their house. I love that. Which they never do. <sighs> yeah. And we got, like, a little, like, microbus. 
and all of us we all just jumped in and we took a took a road trip yeah and we went so far we took like a different direction into into Colimas that you don't normally that you wouldn't normally take but we took that route the scenic route you would say it's more like yeah it's like more into like deep into like Colimas like instead of like jumping on the main road and taking the fast way there we took like another way like congested with people like urban instead of the urban route oh okay you went through the jungle area yeah like more rural Rural, yeah. yeah nice which happened to be areas where my grandpa started to be like oh from here and then we drive drove 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 to here yeah my grandpa owned this and we were born probably deeper in in the here in this area, but just deep into the jungles here or yeah. the uh, not jungles. Yeah, like, I know. I said jungle, and that's yeah, kind of like no, some people. Not some jungle. people are listening to uh, Ecuadorians listening are like this motherfucker. <laughs> jungle. <laughs> no, I know. I no, know. but like you know, like the campo. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, the high desert in San Bernardino. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say that that's where him and my grandma just stationed and they started popping out kids and wow. he told me that everybody's birthday is delayed everybody's birthday is like they were born let's say uh what's today august 4th yeah they were born august 4th but they didn't take them into the city to register them until august 10th so now their birthday is August 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of the older kids, my uncles, uh-huh. from from my Ecuadorian side, that's how they are. All their birthdays are like a little off. Right. Because they they were registered three, four days later. So they really, truly don't know their, their real birthday. Maybe they do. Unless, maybe they don't. I don't know. Right. Was yeah. Just, unless the dad, whatever the grandpa said. Yeah, unless said. he really like let them know. Right. But like, I guess on paper. It says like. Yeah. Like when you were like, like their birth certificate. It's right, different. Right. Well, back then you had to wait a couple of days to even find out if the baby was going to make it. Right. Right. It was so tough. You're giving birth out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. No. And now people are having doulas. People are having, oh, I need a bathtub full of feathers so I can have my baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, my grandma was just popping out. I know. So how many kids did your grandma have? And your she had eight. They had eight. Your one passed being, away. Uh, so they were down to seven. Your mother being one of them, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Two girls, five five boys. Wow. Five boys. Um, most of them were born in that like campo area. Yeah. And my grandpa was telling me that from there he would leave to go work. And that's how he, wind, he uh, in the main city, in the square, which wasn't a, like the town square then, there was a huge fire. Mm-hmm. And he had a little puestito, like a little spot where he was selling, just selling food, selling things. And because I asked him, how did you pick such a spot? I know you. I've told you before. About yeah, and I've seen the, the pictures. Yes. Built. Yeah, it's it's like prime, 
yeah qualifiers basically picture like uh for some reason you know what it really reminds me of uh you remember that the hunchback of notre dame you know that movie (laughs) that has nothing to do with the hunchback it's just the setting yeah old brick spanish style you know and you're in the middle town square and from the middle you can see like a fountain in the middle it's a park it's a huh it's a park and and the church is across the church is across it looks fake it looks like what yeah yeah Yeah. it's beautiful it's It's literally a square park in the middle with a fountain and then directly across from the house past the park is a huge church and then there's businesses, mm-hmm. businesses, business, all retail on the bottom. And then uh, people live above. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because like that's like what we see now here in here. downtown, yeah. LA, Santa Monica. You see it, retail on the bottom. You live above. Yep. And that's so I asked him, how did you like, how did you get this place? How did you start here? And he said that he wasn't there. He was down, like, <clears throat> maybe, like, three, four houses down, like, over here. He had his, like, spot. And then there was a huge fire. The biggest fire Colimus has ever had. Like, oh, they don't know wow. what happened. They said it was, like, a grease fire. Mm-hmm. And back then, everything was, like, you know, straw. And we're talking probably, like, in the 50s. Or, yeah, made know? out of wood. All those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, everything just caught fire. And it was really bad. And... He just took it upon himself to maneuver his way to that corner because mm-hmm. that all burned down too. And he said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna just." A, it was like a free for all. So then he just like set up and started to like make his space and start building. Yeah, building, 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 little by little. The time did come where the actual owner of the land came. And was like, hey, this is my land. And my grandpa said, okay, well, I'll buy it off you. Fortunately, he wasn't even, like, really done building anything. It all looked really shitty. Yeah. And he sold it to him. Man, I wish I can quote the amount because he told it to me. But I know in dollars, I did the math. It was $27 today is what he bought it for. It was sucres. He told me sucres. Yeah. He was like 3,000 sucres or 5,000 sucres, let's say. Mm -hmm. And me and my cousin, Manolito, this March, I was just there. We're like, okay, well, how much is this one sucre worth? And we broke it down and we, and it turned out we did the math. It was $27. Wow. Is what he got that land for. Yeah, yeah. Worth and now, now it's definitely worth some serious dollars. Yeah, 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 for sure. Anyways, that's where the, he built, and that's how he ended up there. And he just kept building. He built the retail. He built the house. The, like it's like a condo yeah. almost. So that's where I asked a lot of questions. So that's where your your mom grew up. Did your mom grow up right that's there? That's where mainly my mom grew up. Oh. She was born over there, but then they all were raised in that house. In that there. house, yeah. Um, so who was the first? Who was the first of his kids to come to to the U.S.? How did he get people here? My mom. Your mom was the first. My mom was first. My wow. mom. My mom uh, came with my tío Jorge. Yeah. My tío Jorge, R.I.P. The bums. He, the bums father, dad. Yeah. Yeah. You had him here too. Right. Um, it's a secret. He. 
he had a situation rolled out for somebody else. Papers, passport, everything. Everything was fake. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was for somebody else. Yeah. And it was paid for. It was ready. But the last like couple of days before it was go time, the girl backed out. Oh, he was leaving with a with a little cheeky babe. No. He was bringing a cheeky babe over? No. He was, he was like a coyote. Oh, okay. It was like a coyote deal. Uh-huh. He had his situation already done. He was going back to Ecuador, and he figured out the paperwork for this girl, and this girl ended up backing out. But all the paperwork was done, picture, passport, everything was done. And then my mom, Matthew Jorge, was like, Bueno, Eduardo, my grandpa, Laura, his sister, my grandma, mm-hmm. was like, hey, she looks like Jeanette. Well, what if, what if she goes? Yeah. And then my grandpa said, it's up to her. If she wants to go, she can go. And then they asked my mom and she said yes. How old was she? Do you know? I think she was like 17. Wow. She was like 17 or 16. Wow. I would say between 16 and 18. Let's, let's, put, let's put it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she said yes. And then literally with like a 48-hour notice, she just made it happen. She left everything. And then she was gone from Ecuador in two and days. She, and she was gone. To start a new life. Yeah. She flew. <sighs> it worked. Passport worked. Everything right. was great. She flew to L.A., she flew. Oh yeah, everything yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. She flew. She had a passport. Oh right, right, right. She looked just like the person in the passport. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say just. Do we all really look like our passport? I know, right? No, we don't. Yeah. She did it. And German. German. We all we have a little German in us. Going back to your first question, I went on this whole route here. Oh, where are your ancestors from? We have a little German in us. Really. My great grandma snagged a German really back in the World War One uh saga. Yeah, yeah. Where Germans were fleeing Germany. Yeah. And going and, to South America. Yeah. Yeah. And my great great grandma snagged up a German. Got her a blue eyed German, huh? Got herself a tall German. I know. That's why. Yep. That's why we all got a little height on us. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. <clears throat> that's what I've heard. We all got some like height. Grandma from mom's side. My mom's side. Yeah. That's, my I can see that. my my grandpa's mother. My grandpa's mother's grandma. Wow. Snagged the German. See if you do your 20, 23 and me, you're gonna get some. I should. Who know? Yeah, you should. You should. I know. That's what I want to do. I want to. Because I've heard of that, but I'm not 100 percent sure if that's like. Everybody would love to see that. You know, all your family would love to see that too. Yeah, I definitely got a little German in me. I uh, <clears throat> like I told you earlier, man. I uh, it's um, it's kind of tough because you know, I I consider you my best friend. You know, people ask me. You know, we grown ass men, though. You know what I mean. I don't be saying that. You know, Whatever. I don't be saying that out loud. But, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I consider you my best friend, and uh, we basically grew up together. So we really know each other very, very well. 
So I came in here ready with some notes, with some questions that I wanted to ask you, uh, because I didn't want to, I feel like we know each other so well. Sometimes we can just kind of go off on a tangent, talk about yeah. things that, you know, are probably important to us. But I just want to get to, I want to, I want to kind of get in your brain a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess this question kind of touches with what we're talking about, because uh, it's a question that it's pretty heavy. You know what I mean? I guess, well, what do you think happens when you die? You know, what do you think happens when the lights go off? When you think you were going here, but nope, everything stops right there. When, right there. You know, I feel like I like to think I don't feel like I can tell you this is what happens. This is what I think happens. This is what I hope happens. Okay. And because this is what I think happens. Because, you know, I, I don't have a... Fortunately, I don't have a lot of people in my life that have passed. You know, my grandfather first that comes to mind. My Theo A.V. My mom's side comes to mind. Um, you know, some great... Uh, my great-grandfather, Manuel comes to mind I met him I knew him I have a picture with him mm. so you know I don't have like too many people that come to mind or that have actually or have been impacted by you know fortunately right um but I think uh, like sometimes I I think I've told you or like you know sometimes I I think about my grandpa and I'm like yeah yeah I know you watching this yeah seeing this I know you are, you know, and which makes me feel like, hey, maybe that's what that's what keeps that's what keeps you that's what keeps you going, you know, the memory, the mem what memories you created for people and what impact you've you've had on people that could after you're gone, how do they remember you? How do they think about you? I told you last year was pretty rough for me. And like I think about like, damn, you know, it was it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy summer. Like this time last year, I was in bad shape. Um, and I think about like now. Like I think uh, once I kind of like, OK, I'm good. I made it through that, which was like. Q4 last year, I was like, okay, you know, things are good. I really set on a, like, hey, I gotta, I gotta create memories, you know? Yeah. I want to just create memories with my siblings, my sisters, my brother, you know, all my brothers. I know I, f I feel like I have more brothers than that, blood brothers, but, <laughs> you know, um, I definitely want to create memories. You know, because things could have been, things could have gone, could have gone a lot worse very quickly, and and we're almost there last year. Yeah, and qualifiers. He's talking about. Uh, it's on my notes. It's something that definitely I wanted to talk about, and it's a heavy subject because he's talking about uh, he had to have uh, lung surgery. Um, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, you wanna, you wanna. Yeah, I had an empyema. So I got cut in half internally, like an egg. 
Right. Cut it in half. Yeah, it really sucked. <clears throat> um, and uh, but yeah, you know, with all that, you know, I I tell Diana all the time, my wife. I tell her like, you know, I just I don't know what's more important, you know, saving these five hundred bucks or having a fucking mariachi band for Father's Day and really letting it fucking rip and letting everybody have a good time and right. everybody was like whoa this is awesome and the pictures and the memories and I'd rather have that yeah I'd rather have that for sure the memories yeah I'll never forget that I'll you never know forget that. and it's uh um so yeah you know I feel like I'm con- I've convinced myself maybe that it really all just comes down to what memories you've created with people and how they remember you and the memory of you is how they keep you alive yeah if they forget about you then then you're gone yeah then you're really gone but if you're able to really impact people and people you know can really look to their to their to their son or daughter and tell a story about you and how the experiences you had with them and what you did with them hey that's that's really the only real proof that we have that how you can stay alive how the memory of you can stay alive uh yeah man I um I read somewhere that um two really important things to have in your life two two main things in life for you to be able to have a good long life is having a purpose in life being able to leave a legacy having a purpose right and the relationships that you create those two things that's it the relationships you create with everybody your loved ones your friends your co-workers Everybody you touch, like you're saying. And then also having a purpose. Not being just an idle fuck doing nothing. Having a purpose, you know? Having a cause. You being a father, that's a a huge... That's a cause, you know? That's That's a legacy you're leaving behind. And the relationships that you've... The lives that you've touched. The people that you've influenced. Me, especially. You know how much you've influenced me. Um... I've always said it, you know, like, who knows where I'd be if I had never met you, you know, at 15 and a half, very personable, you know, I wasn't really knowing what I was, where I was going, you know, I, I wasn't, I was trying to figure myself out, you know, and then you came and, and, uh, like, a, like a role model, really, I, I don't know, you know, I've told you this a couple of times here and there, you know what I'm saying, after a couple of whiskey drinks, and, uh, I appreciate that a lot, I, don't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think that's, a, you know, I feel like you were one of the first people that I saw that I was able to be like, hey, this person is nothing like me. And we don't, we didn't like similar things at all yeah no very different yeah but i think we were able to connect like on a like uh like mentally we were able to connect 
I just saw this like value in you. You know, even now we're sitting here and I saw you prep for all of this. Hmm. You know, 20 minutes ago, I ju I it just brought back brought back so many memories of when I used to drop you off at in Santa Monica on Cloverfield. There was that like film academy recording yeah, Sony Sony Studios Sony right Studios there. and I used to drop you off and I used to pick you up sometimes. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, I'm sure you probably looked at it as like a oh, hookup, you know, getting dropped off, picked up. But I always looked at it as like, you know, and I still look at it as, you know, like, hey, I believe in this guy. Wow. And this guy's coming to do this. And I want to hang out with this guy. That's why I would pick you up. Mm -hmm. I would just, I would drop you off because I believe in you. But I'd also pick you up because I want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I like to hang out. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, and I said that to, I remember having to justify that to a few people in my life. Why? Why do I, why are you, why, why are you picking him up? Right. It's like, because, you know, I want, I want to go kick it with him afterwards. Why are you dropping him off? I don't know, because we were hanging out and I could. Mm-hmm. If I can, I can. If I can't, I know he can just fucking figure his own way there. But if I could, I could. And we did that. But anyways, you know, I saw you setting up here and I'm just, I literally just thinking about that. Like, damn, like, I remember how invested you were in that, in that, in those classes. Right. Um, back in those days. Um, but, you know, going back to your question about what happens to us after after death it's how you impact people and you know I gotta say my the career path that I have it's maybe very simple you know it's maintenance property management managing buildings the the maintenance of the buildings the communities but i've been able to take a deeper impact into it where i feel like i've really been able to change the course of some people's lives right because this career changed the course of my life and a few people come to mind who have been like my right hand man right hand men mm -hmm. there's been multiple where I've literally like from from the street to Avalon Bay, I've taken him in as like my right hand man, like my assistant. And I think about Luis, that was a little Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I took him in, and I took. I, I think about Marco. You know, you know Marco more yeah. than you know Luis, but like Marco, and yeah, I've seen Marco grow a lot. You know, like his, his, and he's such a sponge. Yes. You yes. know, he's so open to like, I want. He's open. Yeah, that's there you go. He's very to, open I want to change. To learn. Yeah, he's very open to change. I want to. What are you doing? What are you drinking? What are you eating? That's why me and him get along so well. Like, yeah. Every, uh, yeah, he's you very know, like He's that. like, he, and then, you know, he tells me things where like he goes back and he goes to like his people and he's like. All right, I'm about to make the most badass 
margarita you've ever had in your life. Yeah. And he's shaking it up and he's like dressing it up. And it's some of the stuff that he's experienced with me. And he goes back and, you know, introduces it to yeah. his nephews or cousins. And, you know, so and he I takes love things away that. from you. Yeah, yeah. I love to hear that. Um, and not just that, you know, just other things. You know, when we were deep into the stock game, he took that stuff too. And, but like, you know, that I'm fortunate that I've been able to not just in my personal life, like friendships and family that I've created. Yeah. In my career, I've also been able to like really like create some, planted some of my seed in people's lives along the way where, right. you know, if they choose to, they can look back and tell a story about me. Yeah. To I maybe my, maybe that's where I'll be in a hundred years in somebody's memory. Right. I think, um, I think like that myself a lot too. You know, I think about the relationships that I, I've made with people. Um, sometimes I don't even know people's names, you know. I deal with so many customers uh, that I, sometimes I don't catch their name. But I know their faces. I know their energy. I know the way they, they treat me and the way I treat them. And, uh, oh man, I totally blanked again. <laughs> Man, this whiskey is really, <laughs> this whiskey is really, uh, let me take another sip. You edit that part out, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you think you live on in people's memories. So what do you think? You, you, you know, you don't think the traditional thing that you go up in heaven and you end up in the stars and you can look down at people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I. I hope so. Kodak Black. Yeah. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I hope so. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to be yeah. able to sit and watch. That'd be awesome. I hope it's true. You know, I hope that's what happens. Right. Because it would be such a... It, it, you know, it'd be such a sad ending, I think. You know, if you just if if you don't get to look back, yeah. But then, how long? How long are you up there looking? Forever, for infinity? Why not? What about your kids' kids? Your grandchildren? Wow, that what sounds like a Ger Black Mirror episode. What right about there? my? What about my German great 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 grandfather? He's probably looking at me right now, and he's like. He's like, hey, you just that, mentioned me. He finally he mentioned finally me. He finally fucking mentioned me. And he's definitely not as tall as I was. Yeah. Oh, shit. For <laughs> reals. That's funny. You mentioned, you said also that, uh, you know, that what you do is not a big deal or it's not like important or whatever. You know, that's something that I, I also. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Yeah. You, yeah. You didn't say it wasn't important. I'm sorry. But you said that, you know, like it's not a big deal or whatever. You know, you're like, it's, I'm just doing office managing. You know, I'm just. Uh, you know, property, property management. management, right? It's like it's not what I'm saying. It's like it's not like a you're like not out there getting shot. Career, yeah. Like you're not a police officer. You're not out there getting shot. I'm not a police officer. Yeah. I'm not a teacher. That's I'm funny not a because firefighter. that's something that I also say at work. Like everybody at work is stressed out. You know, insanely stressed out about. We we work at a warehouse, food service warehouse, but we're dealing with high stress customers, restaurant owners. Yeah, you know. But uh, I was like, people are always stressed at work. You know, employees, 
customers, everybody in the store is stressed out, you know? And um, something I always say is like, hey, 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 like, this is a warehouse. We're selling spoons and forks. Okay, guys? Like, we're not police officers. We're not getting shot at here. So why are we stressed? But I say that because no matter what, no matter what you're doing, the hardest the hardest thing that's ever happened to you is the hardest thing that's ever happened to you, you know? Like, yeah, we're not getting shot at, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you know, we're not running uh, into burning buildings and we're not fucking uh, holding arteries together so somebody stays alive. But what we're doing is hard for us, you know? Because that's the hardest things that we've we've been put through. I feel like it's like a, and I just thought of this, it's like a foundational career. You know, we all know the surface career, the heroes, right? The real people, the real doctors, nurses, right? you know, teachers, police officers, firemen, you know, uh, service workers. Right, those, those of, are the main uh, ones. Military, those are like, mm-hmm. you know, even like, even really like, uh, you know, uh, labor in the street construction oh the um, caltrans workers yeah caltrans workers you know those are like impacting immediate impact right and maybe you know and then and then there's like i think there's like almost like deeper in there's like hidden careers where maybe they're not impacting immediately but they're creating a foundation or maybe maybe you're not so in the limelight. Maybe you're not yeah, so it's outdoors. Not in the limelight. You're not so outdoors that people are looking. But it's making you. It's preparing. It's 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 creating a foundation so you can jump off of and do and do your thing. Right. You know, countless teachers, countless uh, office uh, uh, officers, nurses, have I interacted with. Right. That live in the communities that I've managed, that I have made sure that they are comfortable, that they're getting their their, their money's worth where they live, because they live here. Yeah. You know? This is where they eat, sleep, rest, and get ready to go do those limelight to go, right, jobs. To go arrest, to go save, yeah. to go shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, our, uh, <clears throat> like Armony comes to mind. What she does is like, it's not a teacher, but it's like, she's like, uh, she works for Sylvan. Yeah. Or it was magnesium, magnesium, but now it's, I think she's back to Sylvan. I, don't quote me. But or maybe we shouldn't say where she works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, right. she works for where it's like, it's like, uh, it's not school, but it's like extra. Right. If you really want to like, Propel your kid. Right. That's what she. That's where she. You're right. So what is that? Yeah. Right. But she doesn't get the praise. She doesn't doesn't get get the apple that every teacher gets. No. No. But it's like a found. It's like the foundational thing. And possibly deeper than that, right? Yeah. Possibly deeper than that. Yeah. You know. So like, I feel like that's kind of like the realm. That career is like very important. It's it's important. Yeah. But it's like, and that's why I've said before, like I feel like. The career path that I've that I've stumbled upon, it's a diamond in the rough. Right, you've said that before it's a time, many in the times. Rough. Not just finance, not not just financially, and not just because of the perks. But I've turned it into like an impactful thing. 
You know, I've been, I've been able, been fortunate enough to change some people's life by promotions, mm-hmm. by developing them, and really having them believe in what I'm saying. Like, hey, you can do this. I did this. You can do this if you turn your soul over to me. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, there is something talking about turning your soul over to you. I wanted to mention it, but I'll cut it off if I can't. Remember there was uh, somebody that you worked with? I just real fast if I have to cut it off. Somebody you worked with and you told them, you gave them an ultimatum saying, hey, if you take these type of classes, I'll keep you. If not. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could, you, could you tell that story a little bit as much as you could? Thank you for yeah. helping me off there. Oh, gee. Dude, um, I can't stop thinking about that since you told me. Especially where I work. Because everybody, a lot of people be picky pani, you know? Yeah. And I'm cool with that because I picky pani all the time. But, not, not no but, no but, but, but <laughs> however, it's okay. It's good for change. Change is good. Developing yourself, growing is good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And not, yeah. not, not trying to assimilate. Is that bad? Yeah. Because that's what we did with the Native Americans, remember? We were snatching their kids up, putting them into schools. Hey, don't talk their language. Speak only English. Okay, well, listen, I know what okay. you're saying. All right, all right. And, yeah, Sorry. I'll get I on did qualified that. news real fast. I did that. <laughs> I did that. I hired somebody that I I told them, listen, your English is... English, you have to speak English mm-hmm. for the position. Something about... And it was I, very minimal. It's spoke. very minimal. He went to high school, but he was, you know, working with construction and he was working with La Raza so he wasn't using it Yeah. so he lost it a lot mm. of it and I said look I'm gonna give you the opportunity to work for me but and this was off the record I didn't tell him it was off the record I actually told him like this was it yeah yeah you yeah. need to happening. do this yeah but it's something that I just made up. I right. said, if if I'm going to hire you, you need, I need to see proof. That you're trying to grow. That you are trying Improving. to grow. And you see. Because customer service and communicating with residents is a big, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to see proof that you are developing your English. And it was a struggle at first. We went through this background check. We went through the drug screening. You passed. You passed. And remember, this is something I just made up. So I couldn't control him actually getting hired. Right. Because I made it up. Right. (laughs) So he actually got hired, but he still hadn't shown me proof Mm -hmm. that he signed up for English courses. But we do have the 90-day... Probation. 90-day probation. Yeah. So... At the 90 day mark, with enough documentation, I can let you go. Proper documentation, like. Yeah, of course. Um, and it was, you know, I brought it up a few times. Once he started, hey, you know, here you are, day one, but I still don't have any proof that you are, you know, taking any courses. Mm-hmm. And finally, he showed me something. You know, an email that he reached out and they reached back out and he had a date to go take the test to see what level of English he was. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
and then he signed up and then he was doing um he was doing uh he signed up but he said it was like only uh, online they only had available mm -hmm. and i was like okay well i need proof that you are paying for this and it's happening so show me something i see the email that you they send you the test but you know fucking not born yesterday i know i, I yeah. can send that right now they'll send me the test tomorrow exactly oh wow so then uh he lagged on that and lagged on it and and it just became more and more evident we have a system where like if you put an emergency call for like a maintenance emergency and one of my guys answer and then they call you mm -hmm. you put the emergency call the system connects you to somebody and the whole thing is recorded huh. yeah uh -oh. so you put like hey my my kitchen sink is overflowing yeah and it goes to my the operator fire. and the op operator says okay let me connect you to juan the technician uh-huh and the technician is now speaking to you the operator connects you guys and you gotta explain to the technician hey my kitchen sink is backing up it's overflowing the technician's like has to be able to be like okay you know uh I'm, i'll be there in 30 minutes 40 minutes or can you tell me a little bit more can you shut off the water if it's like a water issue like yeah. that like a where you can shut it off yeah and i would i would hear some of his some of those recordings and they were just horrible they were just not like him talking to the resident yeah it was just bad and mind you we're talking about people that are paying six thousand dollars a month for their right. apartment and now they, got, they have an emergency and now they gotta talk to somebody that's like not able to communicate right just not able yeah because you can have it, it, it can be poor but you could there's some there's some there, there there are some people that still can get their point yeah. across and listen and comprehend and understand and respond. This was like nah. Especially not at a time when my my stove is on fire yeah. or my bathtub is overflowing. I don't wanna you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't wanna sound like I'm ordering a chimichanga. <laughs> I just, hey, no, it's cool, man. My qualifiers know that I be playing around like that. Oh, yeah, they, they're yeah, cool. They course. know. They know that I play. That you like Jimmy Chongas? Yeah, they know that I play like that. Um, no, yeah. So then, it, yeah, it didn't. He didn't put his. He didn't do it, and he knew it. He didn't do it, and we talked about it. And I'm like, hey, you know, you know, you're not doing it. And then, yeah, 90 days came up, and enough doc. You know, I documented a lot of it. You know, and. uh he yeah nine days came up and i i let him go and i had his check and he knew he understood he understood that he didn't do his part yeah he didn't do his part he knew that i gave him the opportunity to that, really that change. nobody else would have gave him. yeah yeah no, that's why nobody, nobody else was gonna give him that opportunity no. nobody was gonna do it and he he blew it yeah i i don't regret it because he did help you know he was a nice guy and he did you know, not a lot, but he did bring, <laughs> you know, um, some positive things to the table. But um, he just didn't, he didn't commit. Yeah. He didn't give that. He, he didn't, he didn't come through with the deal. Right. And we talked about that several times. Like we, we made a deal. 
and we shook hands and we said we looked he looked me in the eye and he said i'm gonna better my english and i'm gonna go and take courses and we shook hands on it he didn't do and it. he didn't do it and he lost that that's what he understood he yeah. understood he messed up how do you have your office decorated that's a question that for some reason i want to know how do you have your office decorated? I love that question. I think, uh... <laughs> I have my office decorated in, uh, artificial grass. What? I put in artificial grass in my office. On the floor? On the floor. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to picture it. That's you see my office, right? No, no. You never been in an office? Well, yeah, like one time a while, a long time ago. I have artificial grass in my office. Okay, no, no. I haven't been since then, no. Mm-hmm. My chair, my desk. You're sitting. You're sitting on the opposite side of my desk. You're looking at me. Let's come on a football field. What? I'm in the end zone. Hmm. <laughs> you gave me ideas, man. I might, I might put a patch of real grass behind my desk and just take my shoes off every day. Yeah. Hey, did you see those pictures of Kanye walking around barefoot with his with his with his wife? No. You haven't seen them? Oh, it's really fresh. He's walking around barefoot. Barefoot. With his, barefoot. Bear. Barefoot in Italy, I think. It. You know what? Look, I can show you right now. Hold on. Get the stat guy to do it. I gotta show you. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta show you because uh, I'm not playing, man. You know what else I have on my desk? I have a sand timer. A sand timer. Yeah, it's a a sand clock. Check it out, barefoot. Damn. You see those? You see those? You see those toes? I see those toes. Look, today in Italy. Look at those. Look at his toes. Look, look. Look at that. Damn, some big toes. Yeah. He looks like, you know, he's a runner. He's a runner. Kanye West. Uh, oh, boy. It's, uh, Kanye West always reminds me of you. Uh, you mentioned earlier that when we grew up, we didn't really like we vibed but we didn't like the same things i was very you know emo you know system over down and you were very pink polo kanye west you know what i mean you remember like when at, at the time when we met i don't know there's a, probably a lot of listeners that are much much younger you guys don't even know what burn cds used to be but remember we used to burn cds and put half and half your songs and half and half my songs yeah Man, I wish, I wish, I wish we still had that one CD that we made. Remember? Yeah. It was qualifiers. The way we did it was one song for George, one song for Mauricio. One song for George, one song for Mauricio. One song for George, one song for Mauricio. And it was just like, you know, like rock, Kanye, rock, Kanye, and, you know, other stuff. You, you had Jay, Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z. You had, you had a, lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, and then now I'm really all into the... That, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're a Cowboys fan? You're a Cowboys fan? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, it's, it's like, how did you become a Cowboys fan? And I got to say, I mean, by association, you know what I mean? By association. Uh, Lakers, same thing. Dodgers, same thing. Yeah, I'm L.A. born, you know. I mean, not really L.A. born, but L.A. raised. I was born up in Stanislaus, California. Stanislaus. Yeah, whenever I like saying Stanislaus, then people are like, whoa, start calling nice real fast. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's Northern California, you know? Um, hey, get yourself a sand timer, for real. A sand timer? Yeah. 
For your no, I can't leave anything desk. on my desk. People snatch it up. Really? Yeah. I do it all the time. Check it out. So you sit down. We're gonna start talking. I flip it. Boom. Talk to me. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's intimidating. <laughs> it's awesome. No way. It really is. You got. I mean, I know it's fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'll have human resources called on me for that. The sad ends in fifteen <laughs> minutes, but it really, it really like, I see people when I do it. People are like eye checking it, like, like hurrying up, like okay, I, I, I gotta get my point across here. That's funny. You know something that I do, I do do at work is at work at my desk. I have a a timer, like a oven timer, mm-hmm. and I just I always like to crank it. I like hearing that. So I always crank it, and, and I just crank it as much as my wrist will go, right? And it usually just goes up to, like, 20 or 15. So constantly, I'm just having a ringer going off every 15, 20 minutes. So sometimes it'll go off, and I'll be talking to a customer, and they'll be like, oh, it's time for your lunch or break? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I like to, I swear. I'm like, I like to just put it, and I'll put it back up. And I'm like, I just, I like this thing to go off so I don't fall asleep over here. I like to be on my toes, you know? And I... I really do. I just, I just do. And sometimes though, with my assistants, like they'll see me put it on, and they'll think that I'm trying to time them for something. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, look, maybe it's like my OCD or something, but it's just something that I like to do. You know, I like to hear the little. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I like yeah, hearing yeah. that, and then I like hearing the. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it is, but I do enjoy that. So it's kind of like the same thing with your sand, with your sand thing. Because you hear something. No. You, you don't hear no sound? Nope. You don't hear the no. sound? Well, yeah. If it's quiet, you hear it. It's got to be, like, incredibly quiet. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. You don't, even if it's incredibly quiet, you got to, like, have these fucking headphones on and a fucking microphone <laughs> in front microphone. of you yeah, to funny. fucking hear it. No way. Hmm. There was a question that um, I told you I'm in that. San Bernardino Fatherhood group Mm -hmm. and there was a question that I was asked and nobody really knew how to answer it and uh, I'll ask you Um, you know in the past when men you know men were were told you know uh, no, no llores you know don't cry you know be a man right be a man is like don't cry so why do you think that um it's more acceptable to cry now or is it not I think it's more acceptable to cry now it's definitely different than the past yeah yeah no definitely it's it's more it's, it's okay to show your emotions right it's okay to be upset you know to really like show that true emotion I think it's okay now. Yeah. But why it's do okay. you think it's and okay now? I, I used to be very... Maybe I still am. I actually am. Like, you know, like... You've seen me. You know, get really upset. Upset to the point where, like... Do you remember that time where we were at Little Tokyo? And... I was so upset. And we were on my patio. Oh, the guys that took the lime off? The orange? Yes. They they uh, grabbed the lemon. They threw it. Yes. And I kicked them out. And I was so upset. 
like you and Ardo. And I was just so upset. Oh, yes, I. And I started. I start. I was. I was so upset. I was crying. I started crying. And then it started raining. Ardo will tell you. Mm-hmm. It was not supposed to be fucking raining that day. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It started fucking raining. Yeah. I was crying. It started raining. <laughs> yeah. And I, I ha- that happens. I, I can get so upset that I, I will cry. And you got mad because you felt like we had somewhat betrayed you, right? We had not backed you up. Yeah. Yeah. Because those two sons of bitches were Ardo's homies. And we were chumming it up with them. Me, us too, right? Me and Ardo more than, than you. Yeah. We were chumming it up with them more so. They came to the... And they were disrespectful as fuck. Yeah. Well, they came to the beer pong tournament right. and soul sausage. Yeah. And then we came up to the apartment and we were on the patio. Yeah. And I had the lemon tree and the tangerine tree and that fucking psycho dude grabbed that lemon. Just took it off. Just ripped it off. After I told him, don't fucking touch my lemons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, this lemon? Snatched it. Yeah. Threw it. That's it. He was mind done. You, mind you, qualifiers. It was a total stranger we had just met that day. Yeah. And we invited him. Well, you know, George invited him to his house. Well, I mean, to- there were Ardo's two friends. Right. But we, you had just met him. Yeah. You don't go to a, somebody you just met's house. Yeah, they were. And act like your shit don't stink like that. You know? Yeah, they were for sure psycho. And he threw a fucking lemon. And I immediately checked them. Kicked them the fuck out. And it was like two or three of them. Mm-hmm. And I just felt... Yeah. And I I thought the whole time I had my boys with me kicking them out. But I didn't. You were sitting down. I was sitting down. Which made me feel like I was overreacting. Or that you guys thought I was overreacting. I think that's what upset me also. But I kicked them out. And they came back. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck were you guys? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I needed you guys here. Yeah. These fools are looking at me like... No, it, it was... They wanted to They wanted to get they, a little active they, they at the end. They wanted to get a little active. But yeah. they... I remember they wanted to get active at the end. But I don't know why they didn't. Because it was fucking three of them and one of me. Yeah. But they didn't. They just left. And anyways, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, you know, very emotional. You know, I, I, I cried that day. It rained. But why do you think it's uh, That's crazy? Yeah. Um, why is it acceptable now? Why is it more acceptable now? Well, it was, I mean, yeah, you know, there's, I'm not saying that everybody in the past was not acceptance of, of feelings. But in reality, the way I grew up, I grew up. Like, no Yoda's coming on. You know what I'm saying? That's how I grew up. But I'm sure there's still I never, people. I never had nobody when I was growing up to tell me, hey, hey, Mauricio, little Mauricio, it's okay to cry. Yeah, because you were raised by a generation zero. You were raised by a gener- uh, that generation that, like, and I say zero, but I mean, like, you know, they're brand new to right, this right. country. Yes. Mm-hmm. No roots here. Mm-hmm. You know, your roots are here. But theirs wasn't. And I'm sure if we go back to new generation zero people that are coming here, they probably are feeling the same way. There's no time for crying. There's no room for crying. It's a weakness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now, now, 
You know, there's 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 little time for that. We can afford it. You know, hey, you're not feeling well. You got you're crying. All right. Well, I have the time to sit. Let's talk about it. What's wrong? What or maybe before it was about maybe maybe it's maybe it was more about time than it was like just don't fucking cry. Mm-hmm. It was more about I don't got the time. I don't got time to sit here and figure out why like you're crying. I got two jobs. I have two jobs. I have I two do jobs. I I just I worked all day. I gotta eat, take a shower, rest, and I gotta go to work again tonight. Yeah. I don't got time for crying. But once you. Once you do, maybe you can stop and, you know, pay attention a little more to those details. Right. Maybe. Um, I kind of got an idea of how you feel, you know, like when you pass away, you want to, you feel like people, I felt that before. You've said it before, you know, with why you like to throw parties, why you like to bring people together for events. Um you always include me, you know, and I've told you many times how much I appreciate that so much, even though I'm not a perdomo. Uh, <laughs> um, but how 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 long do you want to live? You know, how long do you want to live? Like, how many years is, you know, when did your grandpa pass away? How old was he? He was 103. My great grandpa. That's insane. Was wow. 103. That's so beautiful. That's yeah. so awesome. My grandpa was like almost 80, I think. Wow. Um, maybe like in the low 70s. But I've always looked at my great-grandpa, Manuel, as like, that. that's where I want to be. 103. But you would, technically, the fact that he's your great-grandpa, you, you should be able to outlive him by a lot more than that. You know what I'm saying? Why? How? Because that means that you, you have it in your blood to be able to get to 100, Right. But this, we're talking about a, a long time ago. Your great grandpa, right? Over, I don't think that. I don't think how long you live has anything to do well, with no, your No, because there's line. new technology now. I think now the fact that there's new technology, new medicine, your life can be expanded more. I think it all comes down to like decisions and choices. I don't know what he was doing when he was thirty six, about to be thirty seven the next day. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, man, by the way. Uh, I'm going to release this on your birthday. Uh, happy birthday. I, um, I don't know what he was doing <laughs> then, but he was sure he show him sure as hell he wasn't chilling on a Thursday night, knocking back whiskeys, eating olives, recording something, just chilling. I'm pretty sure he just had to eat, go to sleep, get ready for the next day because he had to hustle again. Right. I think. I don't know. So what do you think that does? Does that give you more life or less life? The fact that you're able... You work hard. You work hard. But right now, you're just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? So what does that do? Does that give you more life or less life? I have a, a boss. I think I work mentally hard. Hmm. Yeah. Mentally. A lot of my... Now, my work is, like, mental. I feel like some of that work is a little... Sometimes when you're thinking more... Uh, it's more stressful. It's more stressful. You feel more tired, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, because you can... If you're physically tired, you, you've you been there. I've been there. Yeah. JP Landscaping. We go bust our ass. But 
we go, we rest, we eat, we shower, we sleep. And then we okay? party. And then that's it. We're good. We're charged up, ready for the next day. Yeah. Because all ends, all ties are cut. Whatever you did yesterday was yesterday. Yeah. Done. You don't carry it to the next day. That's true. You just got to focus on the next laborious day. What What do you got to throw on your back? How much lawn do you have to cut? Yeah, it's like, hey, The maybe, next day. Yeah, there may be four bags today or five bags today. But you got to worry about today. It's, yeah. Yesterday was yesterday. Yeah. Physical labor was like done. Yeah. Yesterday. But like mental, mental stress. Stays. Stays. That's, you carry that. Until you officially somehow unload that. Yeah. And how do you unload it? I don't know. I'm still thinking about shit. I'm still thinking about financial shit that I did in January. In December. Yeah. I'm figuring out today. Financial issues from January. Jeez. I gotta go stress about January shit right now. Yeah. Tomorrow I gotta worry about January shit. Yeah. When you work in labor, backbreaking, you don't gotta worry about January. January is fucking done. Yeah, you don't even remember what the fuck. And you gotta go home and just worry about the next day. What's coming up next? Pajols, Diana's calling. Hey, Pajols, we're recording. We're live right now. What's up, Pajols? We're live and direct. Hey, Georgie. What's happening? Is okay? Yeah. Yeah, look at Papa. Recording. Recording. Yeah, I'm recording. I will see you later, okay? Okay. When we come to the house? Yeah, I'm gonna come to the house soon, okay? Okay. I love you. Oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, it's my birthday, and tomorrow we're gonna go to Nina's house, okay? Okay. Oh, did you take a shower? Yes. Did you take a shower? He's gonna read Como estas. Did you take a shower? Papa, I ain't take a shower. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Papa, Ollie, you're dirty too. Oh, I'm dirty too? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you later, okay? He's like, I'm gonna read Como estas. Because it's the book in the spot book in Spanish. Oh, oh yeah, I like that one. Oh, it's Donde estas. Donde estas spot. Yeah, I see it. Okay, say goodnight. Good night. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. Good <laughs> night. Night, bye. Yeah, that's a My perfect... My pride and joy. Yeah. My number one investment. That's a perfect segue. Like I mentioned earlier, man, these kids are going to think we did it on purpose. Our sons are eight months apart. And uh, I have here... I have a question I want to know. I have an idea because, man, we're so close, but how is it raising a son? You know, if someone would ask you, how is it raising a son? How would you describe it? I don't want to pin it to just raising a son because I think hmm. it would be like. But that's that's what I'm trying to that's get. That's what though. I have. I yeah, that's, that's what, what I have. Because it's different than raising a, a girl. I'm sure. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. You're right. I, I don't, don't know, know either. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I did raise. Like, you know, I feel like I, I think about Giovanna, my sister. I think about Jenny, my other sister. Maybe a little more Giovanna because I 
saw her from a yeah. really I yeah. took care of her. Every her time baby. I see Giovanna, she looks just like you for some reason to me. Like every time I see her, her facial features, her expressions of her face that she makes, her like rolling the eyes, how she, you know what I mean? Like everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like her mannerisms, how you are, like the, you know, like the swag that you have, like, you know? Yeah. It's very like that. Jenny too, but Jenny is more like a, I feel like Jenny's more like a sibling. Like we're like right there with each other, you know? Oh, like yeah. I was like, yeah. We grew up together. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I took Joanna's care of her baby too sister. when she was little. Yeah. But I was really like, I was little too. Mm hmm. But like, Giovanna is like, I remember I was like 17, 18. People thought she was like my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So I do reflect a little bit on like the difference between that and, you know, Georgie and Giovanna as a baby. I assume it, you would just be a lot more delicate. I feel like with Georgie, I, I'm, I'm just naturally, I, I received so much love. From I got Georgie? A, no, from my mom. Oh, okay. Just so much love. Hmm. So much love and affection. Hmm. Nurture, a lot of nurture, a lot of love that I really feel like I am in love with Georgie. Hmm. Like I am in love with him. Yeah. Like everything he does is like the cutest fucking thing. No. No? No. <laughs> to me it is. No. Everything he does is not the cutest thing. But I just feel like I just express so much love to him. And he reminds me so much of my mom. I know my mom doesn't agree with everything that I do. Yeah, no. Your mom's so like straightforward, you know? Yeah. She's, she's a free spirited minded. She's free free minded, like yeah. yeah. She doesn't agree with everything that I do, but she still gives me so much love. Support. And that's how I feel like I am with Georgie. Mm. I don't agree with a lot of stuff. Not a lot, but like I don't you know, I'm not I can't say I oh I fucking think everything he does is cute. Right, right. No, because he can be a little asshole sometimes. Right. Nah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you know, when I drop him off from school and I think he's gotten really used to this before I remove before I remove him from from this car seat. Mm-hmm. I'll take a moment and I'll say, Georgie, I love you, okay? I love you, okay? He says, I love you. He says, back. He says, I love you so much. Mm. And then I give, him, I give him a bunch of kisses. I give him a bunch of kisses. And then I look at him and I say, okay, you ready? And he's like, ready. And then I undo his, his car seat and then we and then wow, we go that's the best. but I do it every single time wow so I don't know I can't tell you what the difference is or what the you know if it's you know Marco tells me you know oh wait till you have a girl wait till you have a girl when you have a girl it's just so different it's just so different and yeah maybe maybe it is you know cause it's gonna be a girl I feel like I just have so much love so much affection. Yeah. And Pretty it comes Georgie. from the way you were raised with your mom. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot. Yeah. I got a lot of love, a lot of affection. 
my mom, she did a great job at that. Yeah. Remember, I told you that I wanted to ask you questions that normally, you know, nobody's going to ask because I wanted to kind of get in your brain a little bit. And also, this is unqualified news. Remember that. You've been seeing all these news and everything about aliens popping up all of a sudden, right? Oh, I see. He's rolling his eyes, guys. He's rolling his eyes. Uh, <laughs> so so what, what's your what's your thought on this? What's going on? Are aliens, aliens... Aliens finally real? Aliens have always been real? Is Earth flat? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come on. You already know aliens have always been real. It's nothing new. No one's phased by it. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, it's... I think you'd be naive to say, we're the only ones here. That's right. Yeah, I think so, too. No, I think that's... A, that's a, not even... A, I think to even ponder because it's it's for sure 100% there's this this is a breaking news no no this is not breaking news this is not this is this is the the super conspiracy theory on this okay I'm gonna I want to tell you because I want your input on it like with everything in life you know like everything big that's happened in my life my uh, my divorce my accident everything everything huge in my life my son everything that i need to make big decisions on i come to you so i wanted to bring this theory to you (laughs) (laughs) so the theory is that the government is finally letting everybody in to the aliens right and that all the aliens that you're seeing are ai that they're just like or like holograms like tupac holograms Listen to me, brother. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is what I'm... This is the theory. There are Tupac holograms. Let me put my foil hat on. I know. Oh, yeah. Please put that shit on. Where are they? Oh, I brought two. Hold on. (laughs) There are Tupac holograms and that they're designed so that the government can say, hey, guys, don't worry. We're going to protect against the aliens, but you got to put on these hats or whatever, right? Like the whole COVID thing that just happened. They closed everything down, made everybody take vaccines. what? COVID. Remember? Oh, COVID. 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 Oh, I shouldn't have said COVID. Now, now this episode's going to get flagged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put like a little warning thing if you say the word COVID. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're saying that they're going to use this as a controlled, controlled thing to now say that, hey, look, there's aliens up there and they're trying to invade us, but we're the government and we will protect you. I'm not saying that I believe this qualifiers and listeners and everybody... But that's what I hear out there in the realm of the sphere of everything. Okay? So, what do you think? What's your thought on that? Is that just like, come on, get the fuck out of your parents' basement? <laughs> I mean, I get that actually sounds a little like... That's what I'm asking you because it sounds kind of real. It sounds like, yeah, now... So, so, you're saying that they've been doing a good job of protecting us from the aliens? That's that. That's what they're pitching. Ooh, I like your turn of events. Yeah, so they were doing such a good job, but now they can't no more. Can't hold it. So now they need you to put on these tinfoil hats to help. <laughs> I like that. You're good. You no, like that. I like no, that. No, no. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Dude, that just reminded me of. Remember when a long time ago, way ooh, such a long time ago. Oh my God, so long, so. How long? long? Very long time ago. We used to go to, you know, the neighborhood, you know, out there and by the alley or whatever. 
and uh, I used to go to to my friend's house, and and they they'd always look at you weird, and they always they they, they weren't they wouldn't want to talk to you so much, so because they always thought you were a cop. <laughs> you <remember? laughs> oh yeah. my god, man, that's uh that's rich. Yeah, I was telling Diana about that story a while ago. Which about, one? About uh, Oscar. Oscarine. Oscarine. Oh my goodness. He thought it was a cop. I was trying to buy weed. Yeah. Off of him. <laughs> and you sent me because I lost rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. So we, we played rock, paper, scissors to see who has to go walk yeah. to go buy it. And I lost. So I had to go walk my ass. And I had a fresh ass haircut. <laughs> and I had a cowboy sweater. And he's light skinned. And he's like. And a I, foot taller than most Mexicans. And I fucking <laughs> met this fool on the corner. Yeah. And I remember, I oh remember approaching him. Timu, get your money, Timu. Get your money, Timu. Hey, I'm definitely going to download that app, you know? Timu. Because I've actually been looking into downloading a new app You're so I can start selling my... No, well, I remember I was selling uh, silver coins, silver mm. and gold coins, but I got banned from Mercari. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my customer service isn't the best. You know what happened is because somebody purchased the coin from me and then they they gave me the wrong address. So I shipped it. It got shipped back. Then they gave me another address and I looked up the address and it was the wrong address again. So I said, hey, stop buying stuff from me because you gave me the wrong addresses. And I guess they screenshotted everything, sent it to Mercari. Mercari got back to me and said, hey, uh, we don't condone this type of fucking talk. Who the fuck do you think you are? I don't care if you sold over 150 coins. See ya. Banned. And a year later, I tried to open it again. Still banned. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, Timu, I'm going to look you up, Timu. Damn. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, it's out, tough there. out there. It's tough out there. Or you have anger management issues. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's tough. I'm not even mad about that. Uh, okay, you want to finish? What were you? What, were you, where, what was I saying? Your story was. Oh, Oscarine. Oh, yeah, Oscarine. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking like a cop walking to the middle of Cimarron and 26th Street. Yeah, I saw him. He saw me. And I'm like, okay, this is him. I know it is. I've seen him before. Yeah. But I but but you've been in the back. Yeah, and I, I mean, would walk yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up? That's my boy. What's up? No, 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 no. I know he's seen you before too. No, no, he's seen you. Yeah. So I'm fucking walking up to him, and I I even looked at him. I'm like, hey, what's up? It's me. And he looked at me. I still was like, further, for so far still. Yeah. He hooked the right. Hooked like the corner. Yeah. Where you couldn't gone. see him anymore. I couldn't anymore. see him anymore, and I'm like. Okay, so follow him, I guess. Uh-huh. So I'm walking, walking, walking. I turn the corner and nothing. I don't see anything anymore. He's gone. He's yeah. just fucking gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I'm standing there and then I call you and I'm like, hey, this who this who left. And you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I saw him. And then he turned the corner and now he's, he's just gone. Like, where, where do you go? And I'm like, I don't know. But he couldn't have, like, ran away. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it was like seconds. 
And then you're like, hold on, let me call him. So I'm standing there. And then I hear a phone ring. <laughs> and I'm hearing the phone ring and it quickly like ends. And I'm like, I, hear, I heard that shit. And I mean, come on. You know, I'm not messing around over here. Yeah, yeah. So I fucking look. <laughs> I tilt my head all the way down. And I see this motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, my homie's there. My homie's there. And I guess it was you telling him, hey, my homie's yeah. there. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. All right. And he pops out on the other side of a car. So he had slid under the car to hide from me. Yeah. And he like walks around and he comes up to me. But fucking his chest is all fucking dirty. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? What's up, man? And we slap hands, you know, we do the exchange. And I'm like, all right, man, cool, cool, cool. He tries to act like nothing, like nothing, like huh? Nothing, like he, like he didn't just crawl like, underneath a fucking car. Chevy Trailblazer. Yeah. You know what I just thought about right now? How about if that's where he was hiding his shit to get it? <laughs> no, I'm serious. So that if in case the cops stop him, he doesn't have anything on him. Think about that. Okay, I thought about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so either. No. Oh my goodness. That fool's an alien, if anything. <laughs> that fool was weird as hell. How do you feel about all the money that we're sending to Ukraine? You know, we've sent billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine, where really, if we would have sent probably half of that money to, I don't know, maybe downtown LA where I live, where there's homeless encampments, in a quarter. I drive through downtown LA every single fucking day. And the speed, the bumps, the way the, the streets are so fucked up. Like, my brain can't fathom that there's buildings around there that are billion dollar companies. Billion dollar companies are in those streets where the streets are so fucked up where you have to go like two miles per hour so your car doesn't fucking blow up. You know what I mean? There's holes that are so fucked up. I, I live by the Rampart Police Station. Right in front of the Rampart Police Station. Literally, if you walk up, if you walk out of the, if you're the chief and you walk out, you're walking out to trash, trash in front of your, your police department. What kind of message does that send? That if across the street from the police department is an abandoned plaza, is a plaza? And in front of the plaza is trash. Somebody just took the trash, the, the corner trash can out, and all the trash is just on the floor. And it's been like that for days because I pass there all the time. What kind of message does that send to the community, you know? I think that... I think the first time was cool. The second time was like, I guess cool. But I think we're on our third. Yeah, and did you hear about the mistake that we did? That we did like a $1 billion mistake? That we actually oversent money? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Somebody, somebody forgot to carry the zero or whatever the fuck. And we sent an extra $1 billion. Oops. Oops. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, no. I think definitely like... I know that we need to support... Our allies. Our allies. Yes. Our, na- our you know... Because, you know, when 
yes. in the United Nations. When you're when you're managing, well, when you're managing, when you're leading something so huge, a community so huge that mm-hmm. is the United States of America. Yeah. Vote for George. You. You can't just worry about the United States of America. You've assigned 100 individuals and I can't even tell you how many, well, I get, you know, how many, you know, mayors and governors. I couldn't either. Yeah. And to, hey, here are your budgets. Here are your, uh, this is your responsibility. Here's your money. Handle it. And I'm going to umbrella this bitch. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but there is definitely an issue with the follow-up. Right? Because if you, if you do give, if I do give you a thousand dollars to manage this room, I'm going to come and check and see what you did with thousand dollars. Right. You, you got to come and check. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is this Democrat and Republican and I don't respond to you because you are not on my team and we don't communicate and I don't report to you. Yeah. That's the problem. Yes. That's the problem. No communication. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think the fucking governor, the, the, the governor of Texas gives a fuck about what the president has to say if it's not on his party? Nope. No. No. I don't report to you. I want McConnell. I'll wait till McConnell tells me mm-hmm. what to do. Mm-hmm. That needs to change. That needs to change. Yeah. If the president is going to be the president, then you report to the president no matter what party you're in. And you are... You have a responsibility... To deliver to 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 meet a standard to try to see his 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 point of and maybe, see it through and maybe it's not like fine maybe it's not you know uh, culture fine manage manage your manage your state's culture as you will you oh, know your state ten four okay manage the culture as you will. But the budget, the money that you're allocated, I need to see what the fuck you're doing with that. Right. And maybe some people are gonna are gonna be like, well, the culture, maybe the culture has to do with the budget. Maybe, maybe. I but mean, you still gotta uh, respond to it. Yeah. You still gotta respond if it's financial. You gotta respond to one person about. What you did with that money? Yeah. If if you were the mayor of here, this beautiful Los Angeles city, you grew up. You grew up in Los Angeles since I can remember. I know you're from Eagle Rock. I know your childhood comes from Eagle Rock, and I have a question here that I I am going to get to. Born in Santa Monica, raised in Inglewood, transferred to Eagle Rock. Well, let's talk about it right now. Look, I'm very curious about your. Your aspirations to be a baseball player. Whoa. Oh, there was none? There was. I know, there was, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, there was, but I don't know much about it. I really, truly don't. I'm not even bullshitting. I, I really don't. Um, and I want to know more about it because I know that you you had a injury, right? It was an injury on your elbow. Yeah. So the, all I know about it is that, you know, that you have an injury on your elbow and that really fucked your shit up. I guess your aspirations to be in sports, you know, which you love so much. Yeah. You know, which is which is the glue that you use a lot of the times to bring a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring family together through a lot of these sporting events. World Cup raffle. Yeah. Uh, Women's World Cup raffle. Qualifiers. Yeah. He we have we're on a thread and uh, it's, you know, it's all family. And I'm very, very uh, appreciative to be in that thread. It's called the Perdomo Pickums. And uh, <laughs> George here, he loves to do raffles. And everybody's always like, oh, George just wants to take people's money. George just wants to win. And you're you rarely win. I've won once. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> but I know that you do it to bring everybody together, you know? Yeah. And every time you do those things, it always reminds me a little bit. I don't know if it does to you or I don't know, but a little bit I always get reminded that, holy shit, George did want to be like in sports. He wanted to be an athlete, you know? You actually wanted to be that. So... What what started off you wanting to even play baseball? If you ask me, I would say you. Yeah. Why even like baseball? You, George, you. That's why I like baseball, because of you. So why do you like baseball? Why are you even in, like, why did you even want to go and play baseball to begin with? I love baseball, and I've learned to find the the patience and how long it used to be yeah how slow it used to be oh god mm-hmm. because of Pedro wow really mm-hmm. I didn't I couldn't process it before I I couldn't process it before I I like to play it before I was a kid but like sitting down and watching it and I remember I remember like complaining and I used to be like they're playing a game out of the seven days in the week they're playing a game (laughs) six six of those days they're playing a game every single day there's baseball it's 152 games in a season you know how many games there are in football 18 yeah you know how many games there are in basketball? Seventy-two. Hockey, I can't, I can't tell you exactly, but it's probably there too, like in the sixties and the seventies. Yeah, maybe. I think hockey they play a lot, don't they? Or no? No, no, they can't. It's such a contact sport, so oh, physical. Yes, yes. And yes. I remember I just couldn't process it. It was just so slow. And so, what age were you? I was, I was. Um, this was like the year 2000, 2001, where Pedro really took the time. So we were like 15? So just a couple years before you met me. Yeah. Yeah, I was like 14, 15. Wow. Where I really like, uh, really got to like appreciate how each play 
can alter the game and not just you know because I used to look at it I used to look at it as like uh, if the batter is not doing nothing then nothing's happening yeah but then I was able to he was able to change that outlook where like but you're forgetting about the pitcher if the batter's not doing anything and the pit the batters are not doing anything then the pitcher is amazing right yeah what's the pitcher doing He's, what art is he delivering right right and that in itself can be such a slow process you know because you got to go up there and throw a ball between 80 to 100 miles per hour consistently almost 100 times and that, that doesn't even happen anymore but back then what do you mean that doesn't happen anymore? No, the pitcher's not throwing 100 pitches in the game anymore. No? Why? Like they used to. Why? Because, you know, they want to save the elbow. Think about it. You're throwing a ball 100 miles oh, yeah. per hour, 80 miles per hour, 100 times. So you know, now they don't stress. do that? They don't do that as much? So no. How, how, do they, how do they change that up? They just have more pitchers switched out? Yeah. You're, the pitcher's out of there by like the sixth inning, seventh inning. They're out of there. And that's something that you've noticed. Maybe seventh too. Really? Oh yeah. So they'll they'll have a pitcher come in and they'll they'll be in there at the sixth. They'll do the sixth, seventh. Another one will come in for the eighth, and then the closer will come in for the ninth. So seldom will there so be the, a pitcher. The, all the, the starting field. pitcher only pitched like five innings, five and a half, maybe six, and he threw like eighty pitches, sixty, eighty. So rarely does a pitcher do now. It. Now, because they're paying this guy so much money, and they're thinking we gotta preserve this this arm. Because mm-hmm. then we gotta pay him for just recovery. Yeah, it's definitely a like complete games. A pitcher going like a complete game. That's almost unheard of now. That doesn't happen anymore. They'll just be talking shit about the coach. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, pull him, pull, pull. him, get him out of there. Wow. There's a there's complete. Team, uh, there's a a complete team game I think it's called where like the team completes a game like a like a no hitter yeah like a no hit team game when That's, was the last time that happened I think it was pretty recent actually maybe really? like last year where like a team did a no hitter yeah that's pretty actually, awesome I think actually low key last week shut up yeah, yeah there was a a perfect game on the Astros that wait, they're cheaters though. Yeah, that's right, they're cheaters. So I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, Let's not talk about, about that. Cheaters. Um. <laughs> no, but uh, for real, like, and I, I know how to do it with you too. You, I'm sure you had to go through it. Like how how like agonizing can baseball be? How slow can it be? How boring can it be? Yeah, it's pretty. But boring. you really gotta like know, like the step by step strategy to it. And appreciate it. Not yeah. just know it. You can know it and not give a fuck still. But you got to be able to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, remember, we got into wiffle ball. I know it's not baseball. Remember how heavy we were into wiffle ball? Yeah, that was heavy. Bro, we were dropping dollars, $5 bills on these games. You know what I mean? You never answered my question, though. Let's, we got to go back because for the con- continuity, the listeners are like, they better go back to that question. They better go back to that question. Remember, I asked you, if you were mayor of this beautiful Los Angeles... How would you fix the homeless problem? Oh, you'd have asked that. But I didn't finish. I didn't finish. Oh. Because then you, you, we mentioned Eagle Rock. But that was my question. 
because that's something that I have written down that I'm really curious because you are in the industry of housing. You are literally on the ground floor, right across the street, there's a whole encampment going on. Yeah, there is. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? You can't call the cops and say, hey, this is an eyesore. No, right? Because they're also humans. And I understand. They are. They really are. You never know. How about maybe they were working a full-time job and then during the pandemic, what happened? Their industry shut down. You know what happened? He used to be an artist, but you know what happened? Chat GPT. <laughs> okay? Okay? So Chat GPT came and took his job, all right? So... <laughs> but, okay, the question is, you, Mayor, Jorge Eduardo Perdomo, how are you going to fix it? It's rough. Yeah. My, nice. my... The fir- I'm going to tell you the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. And I've said it a couple times. Oh. And it's not the prettiest. Okay. But it's... Should I top you off a little bit of this right here? Yeah, before maybe. you Yeah. Before you get into some... Go ahead. I would start with where you're from. If you're homeless, where are you, where are you from? Are you from Los Angeles? Did you ever pay taxes in Los Angeles? You didn't? You just came here? Yeah, I came from Oregon because I heard that oh, your you weather was really came good. came from Oregon. Yes, sir. That's great. I'm glad that uh-huh. you came from Oregon. But I love it here. Because I've been here I'm for sending years already. your ass back to Oregon. Oh, my goodness. I don't know that. I don't know. That's a tough Do one. not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. Somebody already we'll tried that. Send they your got ass back to Oregon. Somebody's tried that. That's and already been we're going to let Oregon... <laughs> And their their support system take care of you because that's where you spend majority of your time. That's where you have invested most of your taxes. Yeah. Because taxes are an investment. Right, Biden? And listen, I'm I'm just talking about like top of my head. No, no. First thing that comes to mind. Hey, this is called unqualified news. That's an unqualified answer. You know what? No one's gonna no one's gonna hold you to a stake because of what you're saying. No one's right or wrong. I, straight up. Like that's the thing. I don't want you to I want you to just tell me how it is. And I I agree with that. You know, but 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 <laughs> that's kinda tough. It's kinda tough. It's I told you tough. it was tough. It's I told tough. you it was tough. And but listen, hey, if you are oh okay, you're LA you're born in LA in in LA County, okay. How then did we you need get to here? do something for you. Yeah, how did you get here? Then we need to exercise our hey, re- but you know what? Our I'm, resources. Well, okay, fine. I am from LA County. Hi. Hi. But you know how I got here? It's because I had the sweet, sweet taste of hair on. And I love okay. I love hair on. Okay. So help me. Okay, well then we will. We will exercise our resources to help you. Oh, because okay. our resources we were budgeted to help. That fool from Oregon? No, no, no. <laughs> we were not budgeted to help the fool from Oregon. Oh, Oregon. that's right. We were budgeted to help Los Angeles citizens. Yeah, that's right. Now, you are a Oregon citizen. Oregon's like, oh, man, I got all this money out here that I'm oh, supposed to be using on my supporting God. all these heroin addicts. Yeah. But they're all going to L.A. What should we do? Let's mm-hmm. fix our roads. Let's fix Let's our fucking roads. Do whatever. Dude, I go to Utah for inventories and stuff. 
and their roles are so nice. Right. And there's so many goddamn hair on over there. They're all coming over They're here. They're all coming over here. Yeah. So, wow. You see, I had never thought about it like that. Not like that. You know what I'm saying? How, of course, Oregon, Oklahoma, Washington. Sorry, no shade on all of everybody's listening. I just realized that everybody, <laughs> this is nationwide. Uh, I mean, you you know what you got. You know, we got aeronautics too over here in San Bernardino. We, we know what we got. I didn't realize that no one's gonna raise the flag as Americans about this, especially not the not the states that are losing the addicts or. It's horrible to say because now, you know, as a listener, as somebody listening into our conversation right now is probably thinking, well, these two guys thinking that everybody that's homeless is on drugs, right? Whoa, I didn't think that. Yeah. No, no, no. But listening but in, true. we haven't mentioned mental problems, right? What comes first? Is it drugs or mental problems? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's on here. It's on here. Like, what comes first, really? Do you have mental problems first? And that's, that's what causes you to use drugs? Or do you just dabble a little bit in the hair on and then it makes you go crazy? You think it's the drugs that cause the mental problems or the mental problems that cause you to use drugs? I think if you weren't diagnosed on being like on a, on the spectrum from a child, mm-hmm. I don't think you just automatically, I, I don't think you suddenly just, oh, now you're on the spectrum. Now you're, now you're off the rails. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong probably wrong but i don't think i don't believe that just based off what i've seen based off what i've seen i think you are you you make decisions and you decide to you know um you make a decision to hey i want to do this this extreme drug Mm -hmm. that i know and i've heard alters everything in your brain and now I am, you know, now I'm off my rocker now. And now, you know what? Oh, it's been, it's, it's, a, and now what? It's such a, it's such a, it really goes back to what we said earlier about no llores. Oh, you know, why, why are you crying? Or, you know, be strong. Don't cry. Now it's like, oh, no, no, it's okay to cry. And I, I mean, it is okay to cry. But now it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. It's not, it's not the hair on. It's a mental illness. Mm. If you, if the the person that you know has been fucking around, mething around, mething around, they've been mething around, and all of a sudden they're fucking messed up. <laughs> oh God! And then you're gonna blame it on mental illness? Yeah, that's not fair for the real mental illness people. Ten four. Okay. They're like, hey, wait a second, wait a second. Where we need those resources, not this guy, that weed wasn't enough, coke wasn't enough, mm-hmm. and then now they're shooting up on their toes. That guy's just fucking around. And now he's off his fucking rocker. And now he's sitting next to me in the lunch line? Yeah. Because he has a mental illness? Damn, I'm saying too much. No, no. I... Hey man, this is unqualified news. Let me let everybody know that you know we're just we're just talking here. It's free talk. You know this is open space, and you cannot message us to talk shit, okay, about what we're saying, <laughs> because this is free speech. It's um, it does feel free, and that's how I'm taking it. Yeah, and that's how I want you to take it. But I, but I, 
But nothing that I'm saying here is nothing that I wouldn't say with my close, my, with no, my people. I understand. No, definitely. I'll say this. I know. I know. And, and you'll say it the same way you're saying it. You're saying it very, very carefully. You know what I'm saying? You're saying it with like a little being apprehensive a bit about it. Yeah. Like self-censoring almost. Yeah. We do a lot of self-censoring. Like without us knowing, we self-censor so much. There's a lot of words, a lot of things we want to say, but we can't because we're afraid of what people are going to think about us. Totally to switch it up a bit, man. I want to know, I posted this a while back and I'm like, fuck. And when I posted it, the only person I really was thinking about, I want to, I'm curious about their answer, is you. I saw, <laughs> so it's a... Uh, what are the three artists that you would have on a playlist to play indefinitely forever if you could never play no more artists ever again? Three artists, not albums, three artists. So you can hear all their collection of songs, but it's only these three artists for the rest of your life. I won't tell you mine. Damn. I mean, I'll tell you mine, but can should I get I tell an you- even number? Can I get four? No, it's three. Damn it. Yeah. You want me to tell you mine's first or you, you want to go with yours? Or you want to... I'll go with mine first okay, since I'm yeah. the guest here. Yeah, no, I just did, I didn't want to influence you. Yeah, that's you why. will if you that's say why, That's okay, good. Well, I'm pretty sure I influenced you, so... <laughs> you son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> um, damn, if you're saying only three... I mean, it has to be Kanye. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, cheers. Cheers, two, by cheers. the way. We never cheers, man. Cheers. Like the primo. Yeah. Oh. oh. We are definitely out of ice. That's that double barrel, baby. Um, yeah, first would have to be Kanye. The catalog is just... Insane. Insane. Yeah. Uh, I want to say... I want to say Drake. But then I feel like it cuts me a little short. You know? So it makes me not want to say Drake. Because I got to have a little... I gotta have a little rock, and I gotta have a little span, a little, a little Spanish in there. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're forgetting one genre too, though, that you influenced me heavy on. I don't know. I can't. Even, I feel like I can't even answer that question. You're forgetting you know, that gangster rap too. That '90s gangster rap is heavy influence on everything going forward from then. Gangster rap, '90s gangster rap. Yeah, but we're not talking genres. We're talking artists. Oh yeah. So it's you. Mm-hmm. So what are we gonna do? I'm gonna listen to Snoop Dogg's amazing catalog. I <laughs> my Dr. Dre. I can think of Dr. Dre. If we're talking about Dr. Dre, that's like a loophole. Tupac has a, a big catalog. Yeah, but then you're just talking about Tupac stuff. Yeah, but that that gives you that taste of the nineties gangster rap. That's like gangster rap, yeah. Yeah, well. He's on my list. <laughs> I think it's cool for him to be on your list. But I'm okay with him not you think, being on you my think list. I'm being pretentious? Yeah, you I think, think like he's just so crazy and loud that you want to have him on your list. Yeah. But I'm okay yeah. with him not having yeah. I'm, I'm okay with him not being on my list. I love Tupac, but if yeah, you're really talking about like three people, three artists, damn, I don't know. That's what I chose. I chose uh Kanye, Tupac, and Bad Bunny. Okay. That's a good one. They have heavy I don't like that. They have a heavy catalog. They have heavy catalogs. Yeah. Kanye, come on. Bad Bunny, I ran a marathon, five-hour marathon. Bad Bunny, nonstop, not one repeat song. Well, two repeat songs, because I want to play them again. Uh, Tupac has a big catalog, too. Tupac has songs that I still 
sometimes I'll listen to a song and be like, what the fuck? I've never heard this song. And I love that shit. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's hard. I can't even, like, tell you. So you would say Kanye, Drake. You said Kanye and Drake already. And you and I, you know, I've been lucky to go to some concerts with you. Yeah, we're going in a couple weeks. I know. I would say Kanye, Led Zeppelin. Whoa. And fuck it, I'll toss Bad Bunny in there just to spice it up. Led Zeppelin? Yeah. I kind of have a little bit of that, like... But that old school rock like that? Yeah. Mm. But Led Zeppelin, now, every time I think of Led Zeppelin, I think of people that steal music. They were they were found guilty in courts, in the court of law, plagiarizing. Guilty charged. So... I used to go to sleep listening to Led Zeppelin. I used to, like, put myself to sleep. To that? Listening to Led Zeppelin. When you were 17, 18? You know, what introduced... What allowed me to be like, you know, when you said one song you, one song me, one song you, one song me. Mm-hmm. The first person I did that with was Pedro. Oh. And we made a mix CD and it was one Jay-Z song, one Led Zeppelin song, one Jay-Z song, one Led Zeppelin song. At the time, I, would, I, I you know, Kanye wasn't around. But I was a big Jay-Z. I am a big Jay-Z fan. And we just traded. He he gave me... I gave him the Black Album. Jay-Z the Black Album. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a Led Zeppelin mix. And that's... You know, where my love for Led Zeppelin developed. And I would listen and listen. And it it almost felt perfect for me when I was in that stage in my life. Where like I would like... It was so deep. And it wasn't just Led Zeppelin. It was a lot of Pink Floyd, too. David Bowie's. That's probably why I don't like Led Zeppelin so much, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> probably the same thing why I didn't used to like Eminem. Let's not mention it. Yeah. But honestly, like, it's those weird, like, you, you're making me think a lot right now, man. You're making me think a lot right now about what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's not worth it. You but know, it was things like that. But it was like able, it was able, I was able to open my mind to you. Because I had already opened my mind to someone else that also was not anything like me. A lot of my friends from high school, my close best friends from high school, were nothing like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So I, when I met you, I was like, hey, I'm okay with befriending someone that's nothing like me. That's different. I've already done that. Yeah. I have a question here that I, you know what, after two of these... Uh, delicious whiskey drinks i'm like you know what maybe i shouldn't ask him this anymore but why not this is not something that you you and me even though we love each other so much we sat down and talked so much and deeply connected this is not a question that we've ever even asked each other ever really or even expanded on it do you believe in like a higher power like god or jesus or no disrespect, whoever else, you know, all the other names for the same. Yeah. Do you believe that there's something bigger than yourself? Like there's somebody pulling the strings, you know? No. I don't think anybody's pulling the strings. Right. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, no, I don't think there's anybody pulling the strings. Do I feel like there is a a judge? Maybe. Maybe there's a judge. At the end? That even when there's no cameras around, they've been watching you all this time? 
Mm. Maybe there's a judge. Do you do a lot of things without people knowing? Yeah. Yeah. But tell me one thing that you do that nobody knows that you do. Think about it. Take your time. I'll cut off all the dead space in the middle. Don't worry, really. Think about it, something that you do that nobody knows. Nobody can see it. Nobody knows that you do that is something that you feel like you're doing just because you're tr- you're, you're just doing that extra thing, you know? Like patience. What's, patience. I can't have patience for people. I have patience for people in any situation. I will have patience for you. For you to think your, think your thought through. For you to think twice. For me to have to explain twice. Patience. Yeah. In any situation, I will give you patience. There was no time to be cut in between that answer by the way no i know that there was no time cut uh (laughs) that's really good and you know what um i felt that a lot with you and me with me sometimes i'm a little more uh sometimes i feel like i let my emotions kind of get the best of me and i let them just kind of like control me you know because i feel like i have to be true to my emotions i feel so that leads me to the realm of like, hey, if I'm angry, I got to show it. Hey, if I'm sad, I got to show it. So, and I've seen it with you when I'm talking to you or expressing myself that you're you're very patient. Where sometimes when I'm even hearing myself talking and saying the things that I'm saying, I'm like, if someone would come to me and talk the way I'm talking to you, I would not react the way you're reacting. I would react in a negative way. So what you're saying is very, very thousand percent true. Yeah, your patience is is beyond me, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> I think patience is uh, something that I've been blessed with. And it's really been able to, I've been able to make some acquaintances into family because of my patience. Do you remember when we met Z and yeah. we had to figure out, we had to, what are we eating? Well, we're going to eat this, but Z could only eat that. So we got to go figure out what the fuck Z's going to eat. Oh, yeah. I had no patience for that. Now, can you imagine if I would just said, fuck that. We're out. Yeah. We're not dealing with that shit. I'm out of here. You think Z's going to want to hang out with us? No, for sure not. You think Z's going to be like, I feel comfortable hanging out with these guys? No. Z said, hey, these guys have the patience for my needs. You know, I need to eat like a b and c and these foods want lmnop yeah 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 but they're willing to compromise and say and have the patience to let let's go find a b and c for z we'll figure out we'll go eat a b and c we'll figure out somewhere something in a b and c yeah z can you eat here yeah i'll figure something out here perfect this is what we're eating yeah i remember that remember um First thing, the first thing that came to mind when we say, "Hey, you remember when we met Z?" Is uh, you remember the story where it's like our friend Martha was like, "Hey, Z's, I have a friend Z coming over, and we thought it was gonna be the finest girl ever, like some exotic Middle Eastern girl named Z." Yeah, and it I was thought just he some, was a bad bitch. Yeah, and it was just some motherfucker from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> he nah. says he thought the same thing, but he's lying. Yeah, no, no, he no, lying. No. How do you think, Jay? I know, yeah, Jay. come on, man. Come on, bro. 
man, it's close to the end, and there's a, there's there's still a lot of questions that I want to ask you, but there's um, and I think a lot of people probably want to know, you know, especially a lot of people that know you. How do you guys keep it like fresh? You know, you guys are married. I'm a divorced motherfucker, so don't ask me how to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you guys keep it fresh? I know you guys go on a lot of vacations, so don't use that one. Okay. I want to make it hard for you. Because I know you guys go on a lot of vacations, and I love seeing that. Trust me, when I see you guys going on vacations with you, your baby, God, brother, I, I love it. I fucking love it, man. I live through you guys, and I... I love seeing it so much, man. I fucking love seeing that so much. Yeah, I think uh, we're very fortunate that we have a family, that we have a tribe that we can depend on. My sisters, Jenny, Giovanna especially. Yeah. My mom, you know, and even my dad. My dad just a couple weeks ago helped us out with watching Georgie for most of the night the best you know and they understand and they welcome the fact that hey we want to go on a date night and we want to separate and when diana and i can you know we will we'll go we'll have dinner we'll talk we'll plan we'll reminisce will argue, will, you know, just all of the above. Yeah. Those date nights are really how we could just separate almost a little bit of responsibility. We know we got to go back oh, and we got to sure. pick up. And but you do feel like, especially, trust me, I have a son. I understand how it feels. You know, I love going to you, to your place. We have, man, there's so many questions I'm telling you here. We haven't even mentioned your place. You're a new house owner. And I love taking my son to your new house and putting him in your pool and having him in your house, having him around you and your family there because it makes me feel a little less, like I'm a little less responsible, you know? Because I feel like I have people there that love my son, that care about my son. Yeah. So I can kind of like, you know? Relax. Relax a little. Yeah. You know? So I know what you feel. I know what you feel and I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and you know, when, when I go to my mom's house, that's how it feels that we can just Georgie can just just do whatever he wants and he's not he's not like you know bad you know he likes to fuck around with the plants and grass and dirt and things like that yeah but my mom my mom loves it my mom welcomes it my dad loves it I know. seeing my dad really like you know a couple a couple weeks ago my dad my mom my sister, Giovanna, and my primo, Luchito, uh-huh. they came to the house in, Palm, in, in Coachella, Indio, to help us uh, uh, paint ceilings. Oh, yeah, I saw pictures. And Sunday, my dad, my dad was, he slept over, but like Sunday, normally he's out early morning, breakfast, out. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's nothing I could have said anybody could have said to make him like hey stay for the rest you know midday lunch let's have lunch here let's go back into the pool let's hang out let's have some more Sunday beers Sunday tunes Mm -hmm. there's nothing that anybody can tell him to like really convince him to stay but we we were saying bye to them they were packing up Sunday morning it was like 9 
and then they he left and then George, uh, and I realized that he left his extension poles his painting poles so I called him like hey you left your poles and he was like oh shoot and he came back you know in the, in the turn of, turnabout right there mm-hmm. he parked and then Georgie comes out and he was like Vito Vito right here right here yeah come in park right here Oh, like he's telling, yeah, he's them telling him, like where, like where to come, you know, like yeah, yeah right here, right here, come on, <laughs> come here. Yeah. And he like was just telling him, like to come in, come in, like, don't leave, don't leave. Oh man, dude, that broke my heart because it brought back a memory, a very deep memory that I have with my dad that I when I was probably like five. Where I would try to convince him to stay, and I would try to like do things to get him to stay. But there are my mom and dad were already separated, so he wouldn't. He would yeah. never stay. I hid his key. I would hide his keys. I I collected thumbtacks and put the thumbtacks under his tires. Oh my god! And I would watch like a like a like a little dumb kid, like oh yeah these tires. These tacks are about to pop his tires and he's gonna stay. And I would watch that fucking those truck tires would eat the shit out of those thumb yeah, tacks. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, what? He that probably, didn't work. Yeah, he's probably like, what the fuck are these thumb tags doing on the car? Not even. They fucking did probably stuck on for a few minutes and they fucking fell off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like, I was like five years old. And then I saw Georgie like, like waving my dad, like, come on, park right here. Stay, stay, stay. And then my dad's like, yeah, no, no, no. He got his stuff, got his poles. And I'm like, ah. he I, I even tried. I was like, I was like, hey, you should stay for a little longer. And they were like, oh, no, no, I got to go. We got to go. Who was we? Oh, he was by himself? No, it was him, my mom, Giovanna, Luci. <sighs> but he was making the shot. He was making the call yeah, on that. Yeah, he was making the call for sure. They left. And I was like, Damn. You know, definitely reflecting back on like how he used to leave when I was a kid, and I could, and there's nothing I could have done to get him to stay. No way, no and way. And watching Georgie really try, that really hurt, hurt. For sure. Well, how come you didn't tell him that? No nah, way, huh? Well, mm-hmm. ten minutes later, I my ring camera starts going off. They what? came back. Yeah. They came back. And what, they're like, where's Georgie? And they came and they rang the doorbell and they were like, I was like, what? And then they're like, where's Georgie? Tell Georgie to come. And I was like, Georgie, Georgie, come here, come here. And then he was happy they opened the door and all of them were there. My mom, my dad, Giovanna, Luchito, and they were like, surprise. And then they came back in and I was like, what happened? And then they were like, and Giovanna was like, I don't know. He just said, you know, he was like almost on the freeway and he was like, you know what? Let's just go back. And I was like, really? I was like, yeah. Wow. Let's just go back. And I was like, man, that was awesome. That was really cool. You know? And then not only that, but like we came in, then me, him, Luchito, and Georgie, we went to the grocery store, we bought beer, we bought carne, we bought a bunch of stuff. And I really like whatever he wanted you know whatever my dad wanted to, I was like yeah whatever yeah. you want pick whatever the fuck you want cause here. you finally won you got that thing you yeah. wanted right 
He wanted he wanted ribs. He wanted this. He wanted that. He wanted bread. He wanted this. We we, we found beers from Ecuador. Las Clubs. Yeah. Yeah. And oh we, yeah, with the Vallarta spot. Yeah. No? Uh huh. Yeah, I remember. I showed you. Yeah, right? last time we were. Yeah. We bought twenty four pack of that. That was awesome to feel that change, right? Yeah. You know that change. Remember, uh, not so long ago, I I just I mean I just literally mentioned to you that. I was talking to one of your family members. You know, I don't want to put them on blast like that. And uh, I was saying, hey, you know, sometimes you haven't showed up to your family for such a long time that you haven't showed up for so long that you haven't given them a shot. You haven't given them a shot to, to realize so that you can realize that they've changed. You haven't been there one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. Goes into 10 years. Goes into 15 years. You haven't seen your family. They've changed a lot. They're not the same people that they were five, ten years ago. They've been able to be more accepting. They've been evolving. That's what your dad is doing, man. Yeah. That's what your dad is doing, and We got to give him a chance. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm giving him a chance. And he's, you know, fortunately, he's, he's, um, you know, he's not perfect. He knows it. I know it. We all know it. But... But he's hiding something that we don't even know. What I'm seeing you know? with what he's, what I'm how, how I'm seeing his behavior with Georgie and how he's not being the same person. Mm-hmm. He's not being that same stubborn person. Oh, no, no, I won't. Not with Georgie. Never. With Georgie. No, never. With Georgie, he's me. like. I'm very like. I always see how he treats Georgie, and he loves Georgie so much, man. Like the way he treats Georgie is like, I've never seen him even hit that pitch you know what i'm saying like his voice the pitches he hits when he talks to georgie like he never hits i've never heard that pitch you know yeah he loves georgie so so much and like for him to like flip the script stop on the road but what i was trying to say but we don't know what he's done or what he's what i was trying to say was we don't know what he's been through we don't know we really truly don't know what he's seen as a child what he's seen growing up. You know who you know who knows? Who? Greg. What do you mean? How? Greg has asked him. Greg one time had a whole interview with him for a school project. Is it recorded somewhere? No, but he wrote on it. Wow. He asked him a bunch of questions about how he grew up, how he, what he went through as a teenager, what he experienced, you know, during the Salvadorian wars. Yeah, I know. And how he decided to come here and how he caught here. And Greg did a lot of that. Wow. I know I know a little bit about, about that because I remember that's what kind of connected us too. My dad's Salvadorian. Your dad's Salvadorian. They're basically almost the same age. They both came here because of the Salvadorian War. Your dad took the route of, hey, I'm going to get a company. I'm going to work for a company, get a 401k, da-da-da-da-da, this and that. My dad went, hey... I want to fabricate drugs and transport them all over the United States. That's different. See where your dad's at now and see where my dad's at now. Those are the two two different things, you know? Yeah, definitely different. I'm going to get you a sign timer for real because that's that's (laughs) dope to have on your desk. All right. I'll put it on my desk and I'll let you know once they take it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. Never mind. All right, man. I have one last question, and this is just a fucking, like... This is a me question, man. I just want to know this this last question. Do you do you think there's a 
parallel universe going on as we're doing this do you think there's another universe where you are interviewing me and i'm on the other side you know what i'm saying a parallel universe in that fashion like is there another world happening at the same time this world is happening that's even crazier than aliens that's the parallel universe theory that's like everybody's into that right now for some reason really Mm -hmm. i can't tell you that i've ever even thought about a parallel universe i have no i have thought about a little bit like is there a is there another you know like deja vu yeah like the the way i think about it is the the what if universe like what if i would have done that universe right no not what if because then it's not parallel we separate and we're never the same we're never parallel no it's parallel to us but here i said no to heron here i said yes to heron <laughs> So then how do we how do we go? Here I said no. So hey, I went this way. Here I said yes to Heron, so I'm dead. You know what I mean? But then you're not parallel. Well, you don't end up parallel. You don't end up in the same place. But it's the a parallel universe means that it's happening at the same time. Doesn't mean it's going in the same direction. So something but one ends and the other keeps going because one's well, no. dead off Heron. Oh well it's not. Well then that and that in, in, in that in that example, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but I have thought about, like, you know, like, just a me in a different culture, in a different country. Yeah. I've thought about that. Maybe there's... I can't, I can't be the only one. Right. And you know why I feel like it can't be the only one? Because I'm not the only one that was... That's born on August 5th. And I feel like a lot of it, a lot of who I am, has to do with when I was born. Hmm. Uh, not 100%, but it also has to do with... You know, nurture. Right. So that's what changes me a little. That's what changes me some. Right. But it's not like you can't say it's. I have a. I, I get along with Gemini's, and it's just like a proven fact. It's a yeah. that Leos get along with Gemini's. Right. 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 That's just, that's just. So is that just like made up? Right. No. Right. So like a lot of Leos, like Obama. Today's Obama's birthday. Today's Obama's birthday. Today's Obama's birthday. That's insane. No, no, tomorrow. The 4th. Tomorrow's the 4th. Oh, tomorrow's my brother's birthday. Yeah. Oh, well. Tomorrow's yeah. Obama's this birthday. This being released on your birthday. The yeah. 5th. Today's the 5th. Today's the 5th. <laughs> tomorrow's, uh, third Friday's Obama. Yeah. Tom Brady is Sunday. Champion. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> you know, uh, Magic Johnson. We all love Magic Johnson, yeah. right? He's also a Leo? He's also a Leo. Holy shit. What's Kobe? He is the 21st of August. He's not a Leo. He's a Virgo. Mm, that's your... But he's kind of like a Leo. That's August. like your... That's your... My honey. Pajoles, your honey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very strict. Kobe very weird. Very strict. <laughs> very goal-oriented. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't be the only one that is how I am. Some just take it to, some just become the president of the United States, <laughs> you know. But I'm pretty sure there's other really cool August fifth people out there. No, for sure. If you look up August fifth, I'm sure there's a lot of solid Leos, without a doubt. Um, man, we've been talking for hours. Again, take your time. I don't want to put you on the spot, but one last thing you want to say to the listeners, to the many people years from now that we're listening to this podcast, and. Uh, 
I would love you to have you back on the, uh, you know, on a UN talk. Whenever, you know, maybe in the future, who knows where Unqualified News is going to go. I don't know. Maybe in the future, I want to have somebody that knows about sports. Because whenever I need to know about something about sports, you're the first person <laughs> that I go to. But what's what's one thing that you want to leave the audience with um, on this episode? You know, the George Eduardo Perdomo episode of Unqualified News. Um, I would say focus on your footprint. <laughs> what footprint are you going to leave behind your kids your offspring and not just your offspring but the people that you work with the people that you you created friendships with your family focus on that that's your footprint what you what how you impact people that's truly how you're going to be remembered and how you will be um, appreciated when you're gone sure you can be loved and whatever but you know I think just have patience for people because we're all human and everybody needs a little bit of patience some people need a lot of patience don't let the patience ruin you of course I would say that yeah give every give people give people patience give your family members patience give them the time give them the chance damn man that's uh <sighs> That's better than what I was going to say. I was going to say... Uh, and there's nothing that I haven't done. So I'm not saying anything I haven't done. No, for sure, yes. Leave a footprint. Leave your footprint. And not your fucking carbon footprint. Yeah. Who no, cares I think, about that? I think, you're, I think the quote here is focus on your footprint. You know? You got to focus on it. You know, you're not just leaving your footprint. You got to focus on your footprint. When you're focusing on something, you're not just half-assing something. You're not just not looking at the attention to details when you're focusing you're looking at the attention to details right you you have to you're focusing you're creating the you're, yeah so i think that's 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 a that's beautiful focus on your footprint i think that's 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 beautiful focus on your footprint episode number eight you and talk i appreciate you sitting down with me i see you all the time but we never ever get to talk this long without any interruptions somewhat <laughs> but uh appreciate i just want to say i appreciate it a lot man and uh episode 24 i'm gonna see you again and hopefully before then and i want to put it on air that the good fathers podcast we have to bring that back up man let's bring it back because people are waiting qualifiers listeners please understand that my first podcast venue my first podcast like venture into this world into this realm was the good father's podcast and that was because i wanted to i wanted to get closer with my best bud over here we just had two kids together two boys and what great opportunity was that for two fathers to come together and, and grow and and learn about what we we're doing but Obviously, I just went through a divorce. There was a lot of things going on, you know, in the last four years since my son's been born. But I think we're ready to be able to do this, you know, yeah. to be able to do this maybe once a month at least. Yeah. To come down and... 12 episodes. Yeah. You know, to really like hammer down some... Because what did I tell you now? You know, like what did I, what I told you I wanted to sit down and I want people to get in your brain to be able to understand you for you questions that normally you're not going to be asked you know you don't post a lot on your instagram you don't post a lot on your facebook so people know you 
when they get to talk to you and see you. But this is probably the longest they've ever heard you talk. Yeah. And, dude, like, I fucking love you. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I feel like I want more people to hear this, to see it, you know? So, just with that said, um, focus on your footprint. I think that's the... That's beautiful because that's exactly what I'm doing, you know, and uh, I think that's what everybody should do. Uh, again, qualifiers, listeners, thank you so much for listening in. This has been a UN Talk episode with George Perdomo, George Eduardo Perdomo. I know you never say your middle name, but I got to use your middle <laughs> name because I got to know everybody. Everybody got to know this was Shout Eddie. Shout out to the Eduardo's out there. My yeah. grandpa's Eduardo. Oh, Really? I have an uncle named Eduardo, too. So, thanks, uh, qualifiers, again. Thank you, George. Appreciate you, man. And uh, Thank you for having me. Peace. Thank you.